The Spin-Off Podcast Network. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by SparkLab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about SparkLab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. Kia ora koutou kato. Welcome to Business is Boring. It's often been said that if men had periods, everyone would get three days off a month. But like so much of women's health, natural and normal issues around periods are underfunded, under-talked about, and pushed under the rug, often with harmful consequences. One local brand is working to change this. Indosooth offers products, support, and awareness building to empower and educate people who have periods. Founder Monique Lau joins us to talk her story, the business so far, and the future. Thank you for being here, Monique. Thank you for having me. Okay, so first up, let's talk about this problem. Like, what was your experience with the health system and how people treat or listen or, or understand the world of periods that led you to this? So my experience was, it's very long. Uh, so I got my period when I was about 14. I had really heavy periods. It was a lot of pain. Um, and went to the doctors by my second period because it was pretty much unbearable and was very quickly put on hormone control medication with no questions asked, really. I didn't get a lot of information about it. Um, and then that ended up having a lot of side effects for me that I just kind of had to deal with, got given more medication, all of that. And as my symptoms got worse as I grew up, yeah, I just wasn't listened to. I was told that it was normal, just a part of life. It was just something that I had to suck up. So, yeah, it was really long, long journey. Um, and then it wasn't until I was 20, so six years later, that I ended up getting migraines from one of the hormone controls I was on. And they said that I was on the verge of having a stroke, so I had to stop taking it. And from there, I ended up being in the worst pain imaginable. Um, for six to eight months, I was in and out of hospital every few weeks and then eventually decided to do my own research and came across something called endometriosis. So I went to my doctor, kind of brought it up and demanded that I be sent to a gynecologist. And then within a couple minutes of being with the gynecologist, I felt like someone was finally seeing and listening to me for the first time. And she said it was really likely I had endo. We booked my surgery in for six weeks later and then, yeah, had my surgery and my symptoms have really improved since then. That is such a terrible story because it's so common, right? Like I've heard from many women and many people that, you know, women haven't been listened to repeatedly by their health professionals with these issues. Yeah, yeah, it's a really common problem. When I started talking about my own experience and talking to people, like it's not unique. My journey's not unique. So many people have been through the same thing. The average diagnosis for endometriosis is eight years because we're just not listened to and there's up to 14% of women suffer from it and there's a whole bunch of other problems as well. And we're just really told that it's something that's normal and we should just suck it up and deal with it. And eight years of drugs, you know, serious hormone interventions, pain coming back. And that was... It wasn't until you got to that gynecologist who, who who knew and immediately got there. You have to ask the question, you know, why aren't women being sent to gynecologists much earlier? 
Yeah, it's so frustrating. We should be looking for the root causes of problems rather than just trying to cover them up with hormone control and pain relief medication. But that's just not what's happening. We're just getting given all of these drugs and when we have more problems from those, we're being given more drugs. So, yeah, we just really need to increase our awareness about conditions like endometriosis so that we know about them and we can advocate for ourselves um, and just really tell our doctors what we need and that we need to go and see a gynecologist and to get the problems fixed. And when you went to do your research and to find that out and to, you know, to, to demand, uh, which is so right, right, what did you find was out there? Like, how did you find that experience of trying to understand and get to grips with it yourself? It was pretty difficult. I did the kind of typical thing of putting my symptoms into Google and then just kind of going down the trail, seeing that this was something common with this and then putting in some of my other symptoms, reading a couple blogs that people had written. And then I came across um, Endo Warriors New Zealand and Endometriosis New Zealand who they have a lot of information and I started reading a bit more about that. Um, and then I also started talking to my mum and my grandma about it as well and they'd had similar problems when they were younger. So I did end up finding a community, but it took a long time and I feel like it wasn't very openly talked about, so it was a lot harder to find those communities than it should have been. And how did that inform what you did next? So what was the trigger or how did you decide to then take your experience and your understanding of the system and its failings and also the the difficulty to access the kind of right information you need, right? And how, how did that come into what you've done with Endosuth? Yeah, so I found it really frustrating that it had been so difficult for me to find that and that no one was talking about this. So I wanted to, I actually started out by just wanting to create something to help with my period cramps um, after surgery because I wasn't allowed to take any codeine, any non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs anymore because I had problems with them. Um, and then from there, yeah, talking to people, I realised that so many people were unaware of the condition and I just really wanted to have a lot of resources, education, uh, advocacy, create a really strong online community where women could come together, listen to each other, tell their stories and just feel really supported and empowered. How did you go about doing that as, you, you know, like um, building out and developing products understanding, you know, what's going to help, what's going to be healthy alongside other things? Yeah, it's just a lot of research. Um, I have a degree in chemical formulation, so as part of my final year project, we just got tasked with solve a problem. So I wanted to solve something personal and created the first product, did heaps of research into what natural actives could be used to give kind of a similar f effect to um, something like ibuprofen, but through a more natural way and topical application. So, yeah, lots of research, lots of prototypes. I would have gone through hundreds of prototypes to do that. Um, tested it with a lot of friends and family. And then, yeah, just led on to creating some resources. So talking to experts in the field, doing a lot of my own research as well and just collaborating with as many people as possible. Where did that lead you? What product did you end up making as your kind of he hero product? Uh, and what was the response? Yeah, so we have our hero product, which is called our soothing cream. It's a topical application. You can put it on your abdomen, lower back, breasts, kind of anywhere you have discomfort. And it just helps to support you during your menstrual cycle, support that comfort, provide something for women um, as an alternative. So it helps give a really soothing effect for the people who use it. And we've had a really good response so far. So we actually didn't launch until October last year. 
Uh, but we've had really good response. Heaps of people are loving it. I've had so many personal emails and messages of people saying how much it's helped, whether they have endo or just suffer from kind of general period pain, period discomfort. Um, there's been such a positive result. I've heard some great stories as well. What are the other parts of the range today? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so we've just launched three herbal teas. So we have one to help support comfort as well. So similar to our cream with similar actives, but through a tea instead. Then we have one to help with kind of bloating and nausea that's really common with endometriosis and during a period. And then we have another one to help provide energy, but without caffeine, as caffeine can be really bad for cramps and for inflammation conditions like endometriosis. And then we're looking at expanding further this year as well as I have more time to do research and development. And are you doing this around, you've just finished uni, is that right? I actually just started my master's. So full-time master's student, um, I have a few part-time jobs, tutoring and as a teacher associate at the university, and then I volunteer on a range of committees as well. Tell us about those hero ingredients, like what are those natural actives that you're building the products around? Yeah, so our cream, the natural actives that we use are ginger, clary sage, yarrow and cypress. So they all have a lot of anti-inflammatory properties that are really beneficial and there's been a good amount of research for them with other inflammation conditions like arthritis and they have really good efficacy profiles. Um, And then for my master's, I'm actually doing a bit more research into them as well and kind of how they work and how they could benefit women with endometriosis. How do you go about finding them? Because I always find it really interesting how many of like today's new solutions are actually, you know, ancient knowledge, part of, you know, longstanding cultural practices often, you know, well known by people who don't happen to be the gatekeepers of medicine. Yeah, so going around finding those, it was a lot of research. I think a couple of days I read like 75 scientific articles, just doing a lot of cross-referencing reading as much as possible and you just have to dive deep and follow pathways. But a lot of it is our kind of ancient medicine that we use, whether that's like traditional Maori, Rongua or um, traditional Chinese medicine. A lot of it has been used in the past and it did work. So it's just kind of bringing that back and being able to incorporate it into modern day solutions. How much of it is about building community around that as well? So people kind of can see themselves and see the things that they're experiencing. It's a huge part. It's probably our biggest focus at the moment is we just really want to have that strong community, make sure people have a safe space where they feel like they can talk about their experiences, they feel like someone's seeing them and hearing them, just knowing that they're not alone and also having access to that education so that they can be informed about their decisions and be able to work with their bodies, not against them. And we'll be back in a moment with Monique to talk growing that community, the business and what's next. Spark is proud to partner with the Sustainable Business Network and the Climate Action Toolbox. The free Climate Action Toolbox can provide you with simple step-by-step guides to measure and reduce your emissions. Help lead the way to a low-carbon future for New Zealand. Visit sparklab.co.nz forward slash sustainability to find out more. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. 
Pokimayano. Welcome back to Business is Boring, where we're with Monique Lau of Endosooth. So, how do you go about building that community, especially around something that, you know, it's they'll look back in the future and think it's absolutely wild how little menopause was talked about, how little menstruation was talked about, how little these things that, you know, more than half the population experiences are out there. How do you go about starting that ball rolling? Yeah, I think the biggest catalyst for getting started was me sharing my own story. Uh, So, yeah, it was just being really empowering, talking about my own experiences very openly, everything I've been through, how I was treated, uh, what I did to help myself, um, just so that others feel seen and heard. And people, when you talk about your own story, they're very happy to tell you about theirs and start sharing theirs because... I guess they'd be somewhat inspired by the openness and they feel like they're in a safe place where they can share their journeys. So that's been a big part of it. Yeah, just getting as many stories together as possible, talking to as many specialists and just really making somewhere where people feel safe and empowered. How's that been for you personally? Is You know, it's it's a really important mission, but it must be, you know, like all of these things where it's your, your, yourself as well, there's a lot of extra kind of challenges around that, right? Yeah, it's been very difficult. I'm generally quite a private person and it's not something I really ever talked about. Like growing up um, in my family, periods wasn't really something we talked about. Um, even with the doctor, it was very like on the surface things that we talked about. So it's been a big personal journey, being happy talking about that. But I've had really supportive people um, and just the response from the community has been amazing. Tell us about that response. Like, how have you got the brand out there? Yeah, it's been a lot of collaborating with people. Um, I think one of the main things we've done is a lot of kind of incubator programs. So we did one at the University of Canterbury, another one through one of the clubs there. Um, and I'm currently in the Ministry of Awesome One, which is like Christchurch. Oh, it's actually New Zealand-wide startup. So just kind of collaborating through them and then a lot of social media. I worked with a brand strategist as well to get everything really clean and make sure that our vision and purpose is at the forefront and we're a very identifiable brand. So a lot of social media collaborations and community. Yeah, well, it looks great and the messaging is super clear and it just goes to really just hammer that home how much those conversations are missing from general debate, that such simple fact of life information can feel like it's so new in these spaces. Yeah, just it's something that people aren't talking about enough and it's something we should be talking about. As as you said, more than half the population goes through it. It's a very common problem to have problems during a period um, and have all of these underlying conditions, so we just need to be talking about it. How does this fit around... <laughs> yeah, uni and life and uh, working as a, you know, a teacher specialist as well. Yeah, it's very, very busy lifestyle, but I guess I have a lot of passion and energy for everything. So I get it all done. Yeah, it's pretty busy with uni, usually in the labs during the day and then afternoon and evening is doing more of the business work. But yeah, I love it. So it gives me all the energy I need. What can be done to improve things as someone who's you know, looked at this and thought about it and been pushing against the system uh, positively? I think what can be done is just really opening up, talking about it, getting doctors to be more informed, just the general public to be more informed, like people's partners, your families, being happy to talk about it and happy to ask for support as well. And then also just having the information education you need to advocate for yourself, know what your body needs and be able to 
push through the system and just really get that support that you need. Like, what is endo? Like if someone had to understand, if someone is listening and going, oh, I, I should know more. Yeah, so endometriosis is when you have an overgrowth of tissue. So the tissue that grows inside your uterus during your menstrual cycle, which is normal, that begins to grow on the outside. And it's extremely painful condition, has such varying symptoms. Um, and the growth can go all the way up through all your organs. Um, in some really bad cases, it can start to kind of bind them together and cause a lot of other complications. And if that's not checked, it gets progressively worse, right? And why is it that doctors or, or health professionals aren't thinking of it as one of the causes for these issues people are experiencing? Yeah, I think it just has such a wide array of symptoms that people can suffer from and the symptoms don't always correlate to how severe it is. So you can have really severe um, growth but not have very bad symptoms or vice versa, you can have really bad symptoms and not that severe growth. So it's just not something they immediately look to and I think a lot of um, doctors that I've talked to just don't really know what it is. Well, they've maybe heard of it but it's just not, there's not enough education and awareness around it. You mentioned just then that you're in the Ministry of Awesome uh, Incubator Programme, which is such such a cool programme. What kind of things have you had to kind of like learn and upskill and to go from an idea to a product to a business to like a brand and a mission? Uh, everything, honestly. So my degree, we did a tiny bit of marketing and management uh, but everything else I just kind of had to learn. So I learned that through one of the other incubators I did at the University of Canterbury. I learned a lot about like finance, how to structure a business, all the legal requirements, how to talk to retailers, get all those business connections you need. But it's just been a long journey, but I love learning and I've had amazing people supporting me throughout that and just, yeah, just being really curious, I guess, and being happy to ask those questions, even if they seem like dumb questions and just always happy to learn. How do you get the product itself into people's hands? Because even, you know, it's so hard in marketing. People have to have awareness first and there's such little awareness and conversation around this. But then you've still got to get past that to, well, I mean, how's it going to smell and feel and will it work and should I try it and will I like it? How do you... How do you um, get past that. Yeah, so we have a range of marketing strategies that we use. I go to a lot of conferences, do a lot of talks. I get to have those kind of personal connections and really connect with people. Uh, friends and family is a big one. So, um, you know, getting them to try it and then them recommending it to friends and family has been huge. We had some billboards up around Christchurch, like the big electronic ones to help just build awareness of our brand so people recognise us now. And then, yeah, customer testimonies, user-generated content on TikTok, just kind of showcasing our products and the benefits that they can have for people. Where can people find it? Like, what's your distribution like? Yeah, so we're currently online only through our website, which is endosooth.co.nz, but we will be expanding into some retail stores and natural health stores in Christchurch in the next few months and then throughout New Zealand later on this year as well. What advice would you have for someone looking to solve a underserved problem. Yeah, if you're looking to solve an underserved problem, just go for it. Find what you're passionate about and just work towards it. If it's something you really care about and you really want to solve, then people will see that ambition and they'll help you along the way. There's a really, really good ecosystem throughout New Zealand. Everyone wants to help everyone. It's so easy to talk to anyone you want to, just connect with them, find your community and just go for it. And as a final thought, what will success be for you and for Endosu? Yeah, so success for us, we 
are on a mission to be the go-to menstrual care brand for the world. So we want to be the place that people go if they want that strong, supportive community, if they want resources, if they want education, and if they want products that use natural active ingredients to help support them during their menstrual cycles. And for you personally, like, yeah, this is because it's kind of such an important mission, but also such an early venture. Yeah, I think for me personally, it'll be when I see a change in the healthcare system and the way that we view menstruation and women's health, that we're more supportive of it, we're more collaborative in the space, and we're just able to talk about these problems. There's more awareness and education available around them. I can't wait to see what you make happen next. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your stories so far, Monique Lau. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to Monique. Thank you to you for listening and to everyone who helps make this happen, like our producer, Teihei Butler. If you like what we do, do follow and leave a review. Inohora. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring. Brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.